Blog Talk Radio. Excuse my voice. I probably sound like a, a guy right now. Um, want you to know that we are so excited for today's call. Okay, um, we're expecting Mr. J. Logan on. We are actually coming to you live from both New York and Japan. J. Logan is in Japan, and I am here in New York. And soon we will both be coming from other countries. But while we wait for J. to come on, we're going to go into a few things that are pretty, pretty exciting, okay? Um, so excited because we have some, you know, real things coming up for you. Um, as you know, Jay Logan and I, um, I'm on his team for Savoy, which is Stop All Violence on Youth, and um, we do Listen and Give Together, which is um, listening listening to the hearts of others and giving back. And so what I'm really excited about is, the projects that we have coming up of you learning about everyday people and what they have to say about what's going on around the world and ways to bring us together. Um, as I said, we're waiting for Jay right now to come on, and as soon as he comes on, folks, we'll be ready to go. Uh, to give you, a, we will be updating you about what's going on with the Bring Back Our Girls campaign with Hadiza Bala Usman. We'll be updating you with the movie The Good Lie. And we'll be updating you with quite a few things that we think are so important, you know, about uh, the state of the music industry, the state of education, so many different things, you know, that's just really ultra important. And so, um, which again, we're just waiting for Mr. Logan to come on to the show. Um, as soon as he gets on, we will be ready to go. And while we wait for him, we're going to go, I'm going to go a little bit into this week. As you know, we had elections in this past week here in the United States. Since we go out to 100 countries, a lot of people do not know, or uh, somehow we've get, been getting emails, and a lot of people do not know that we are actually based in the United States and not in Germany or Europe or any other place like that. We have had this show coming uh, from, you know, actually, again, folks, please excuse me because I'm not feeling well today with my voice. But we have had this show broadcasted from so many different countries like France and so forth. You know, a lot of people have asked, what is Lesson Give? And so we broadcast from different countries. Jay and I uh, both respectively work in both the business industries of corporate also in the industry of entertainment with film, television, and music, and also technology. We also work in the areas of education. Um, and so we walk, work across all uh, different, uh, different industries. But mainly we are in the business of development, development on many levels. And lately, as you know, in the U.S., we just recently had a election, an election that some people have their concerns about. 
I say rather than having concerns, now that the election has happened, we have to find ways in which to work together with the government to affect, you know, make effective changes that we've already wanted to happen for a while. And that's all that can be said. We don't know what's going to happen until we work together, and then we can make our choices of how life will go from there. Now, with that said, um, we are looking at the state. I'm going to start off with the state of the music industry. Well, I'm so glad that Mr. Logan is on here, and we're going to bring him right on from Japan. Hello, Jay. How are you today? Hello, Gail. How are you? I'm doing fine out here. It's a wonderful country here, and the beautiful people over in Japan, and having a great time so far. Oh, that's great. You know, I was just telling our audience that, you're, you know, we, they, everyone wonders what Listen Give is or Savoy is, and I was just sharing with them, you know, what we do. And, you know, what's amazing is, Jay, we have broadcasted from pretty much several places in the world, from Japan to England to France to uh, Sweden to, my goodness, it's just been so many different places. And, you know, we get these uh, uh, emails and wonder, oh, you're emailing from here, you must be from there. And I have to let our audience know that literally we are basically Americans from the United States who have a global outlook and perspective. Anything you want to say about that? Oh, yeah, it's it's wonderful. We uh, definitely, we're we're just really, really wonderful uh, Americans, and we love to go around and be international and meet people and bring a lot of information to the world. And that's what we do, and that's what we love to do. And uh, we're looking forward to just going everywhere and sharing with the world to make this place one planet, which it is anyway, but we want to help it become <laughs> one unity. <laughs> exactly. You know, Jay, um, today... Um, our guest was called into a meeting about Ebola. So it's so funny that you would have one of the links uh, regarding Ebola. You know, I'm, you know, I shared with our audience we'll be going into so many different facets. You know, one of them is our favorite topic, the state of the music industry, you know, um, and how the current elections, the new models, everything is going to affect um the way music is distributed and so forth, and how Taylor Swift has already pulled away from the Spotify streaming service. So those are some of the things we're going to get into. Um, but I'm really anxious if you know we can start off on a different note, so to speak, which is what you shared about um, the Waka Waka. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about that a bit. Uh, what the Waka Waka uh, light does, okay? Um, I think it's really important because a lot, a lot of people are not aware of the Waka Waka light that it even can service people here in the United States, you know. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. So, would you like to start off talking about that a little bit? Well, sure. You know, um, a lot of a lot of a lot of people don't understand that a lot of people. That live in in West Africa, they don't they don't have light, you know they they don't have light, so they depend on the sunlight, and in in the evening times, uh, basically the whole country outside of West Africa that area is dark, and uh, you know, what can you do in the dark? You really can't do anything. So they're trying to fight 
this Ebola epidemic. Very hard to do that in West Africa. Um, and, and they're trying to fight the crisis, but you can't really do that in the dark. You know, you know, healthcare workers, they don't have reliable light or safe lighting. So well, yeah. uh, the, the Walk Waka Waka project is wonderful because basically uh, they're trying to bring uh, solar energy in there, uh, solar power lights to save uh, Liberia in the West side of Africa and um you know it's it's very important you know you know people you know, we take for granted in our country you know we have electric and water and and you know ir- irrigation but these other countries are still kind of uh a little bit behind and they don't have the resources that we have in America everybody thinks oh everything's the same and all this technology in the world is beautiful and a lot of people in our country don't realize the whole world is not, hasn't caught up to us. Well, you, you know, know, exactly. And one of the things they one of the things they don't know, you know, listen, Div had the um opportunity with Savoy to meet the CEO of Waka Waka at the Clinton Global Initiatives this past September. Okay? And it was amazing to meet them because one of the things, Jay, as you're talking about, what we found out is if you take the Waka Waka light itself, it's solar powered. So it only needs one day, I believe it's either uh, 12 hours to 18 hours. When you put it in the sunlight, it actually um, revs the uh, the unit back up, and it gives you several days of sunlight when you do that with the Waka Waka light. A lot of people also don't know here in the U.S. that you can actually purchase, Jay, the Waka Waka light for ourselves here that will actually save money for us here, which could free up money that would still go to um, Africa. But that this, the, the important thing about this, which you're talking about, is that the Waka Waka light actually can be used anywhere. And it would save on lighting, the way we use lighting here and in other Western countries. It would save on money. But most importantly, when you buy a Waka Waka light here, they give a Waka Waka light in, in West Africa. So what would it be like if we bought it? And it's really not that expensive. You can buy it actually on Amazon. So I just wanted to share that little bit with everyone that I don't know if they're aware, but you can actually buy this on Amazon. It's, it's just beautiful that, you know, how they package this thing too, Gail. I mean, when, when they, you know, when, when you pledge your money over there, each solar light will be packaged with, like, protective gear, antiseptic, disposable gloves, um, and all kind of uh, information and uh, preventive, uh, you know, to, to help fight this epidemic over there. So, I mean, everybody should try to pledge on the Kickstarter campaign that they, they're having. And I encourage everybody to check the Waka Waka thing out because we are one world, and we need to realize what happens there affects what happens here. Uh, what happens in Africa affects what happens in America. What happens in Africa affects what happens in Japan. We all, you know, the world is smaller, smaller. I remember when I was coming up, they used to say we all be a doubling, we're doubling and doubling, we all be a doubling. Well, now we're tripling. So we all need to get together and raise awareness and, and use our resources to try to fight this ap- epidemic because, uh, I mean, you know, it's not just there. You know, oh, it's over there. Oh, I don't think it'll ever come to my neighborhood. Yes, it will. So we all need to put our, you know, all the countries, 
around the world need to, you know, get our hands on this thing so we can eliminate and stop. Most definitely. Do we still have you, Jay? I'm, yeah, I'm still here. Okay, because we thought we lost you there for a second. Just to let everyone know, Waka Waka Light Solar Lamp is on Amazon. You, it will, depending on if you're a Prime member or whatever, it'll run anywhere from $34 to $59. You also may buy the Waka Waka rechargeable battery as well um, for the solar uh, charger. For, uh, for It also has for smartphones and so forth for 69 and the solar-powered uh, charger for the actual Waka Waka lamp for anywhere from 52 and up. But it's not expensive. We spend that every day on things that, you know, that are not even necessary, Jay. So I'm really proud right. to share that because I had a personal, like, thing about the Waka Waka lamp, and I thought it was amazing when I met uh, Camille and her assistant, Gemma, by the way. Hi, Gemma. So the next thing we were talking about here, too, is we uh, definitely want to talk about the state of the music industry, Jay. The state of the music industry. I mean, this is something that we could go on and on about. But things are changing, and they are changing quickly. Jay, what are your thoughts on the state of the music industry? Well, you know, it's very interesting. You know, like this year, uh, I think Taylor Swift has the only platinum album. So that's one thing that's really weird for me because, you know, I've been in the music business this is the first time, you know, me being an adult, actually seeing that there's only only pretty much one album or CD that sold over a million units. It's just strange, you know. I mean, we got massive artists out here, you know. A lot of them are just at 800,000 units, 700,000. Even um, Beyonce hasn't sold yet. And I'm not saying maybe Christmas is coming up and holidays, but... Even usually they have these units and they have sold, you know, throughout the summer. A lot of things have went platinum already. This year has been really slow. So that's one thing that's, you know, it's kind of, you know, different for me, you know. Um, well, yeah. You know, you, you know what? Mm-hmm. No, go ahead, Jay, please. I'm just going to comment on something. Please go ahead. Well, you know, it's just, it's just like, you know, music is definitely an art form that needs to be bought. And I've noticed that, you know, a lot of the made one of the major companies, they gave away a U2's, U2, uh, U2's uh, CD for free. What that says to me is that they're promoting a little bit that music is free. And it's not. It's a lot of us, we work real hard to be creative. And, um, you, you know, you want, you want to get paid for your work, you know. It's just like if you were working in a restaurant, you, you don't want to give your food away for free, you know. You want to get paid. Sure, you can give some away, but you want to be, you know, you want to make a living. You should, it's just, you know. So I see a problem there with, uh, you know, giving away free music. And I see a, a big problem where now it's becoming normal. <laughs> it's becoming normal for music to be free in our country, in the USA. Um, so I see that being a problem. But on the other on the other side of things, with these new streaming companies, they are definitely attacking a lot of the other companies because now they're even making it even more free. You can pay $10 a month and you can listen to whatever you want. Well, that's not really a lot of money 
for us, uh, you know, music songwriters and publishers and uh, producers, uh, if you're just paying $10 a month and you can listen to anything you want, that cuts us down. And that's why I'm looking at Taylor Swift. I'm so happy that she made a stand. You know, I, I do like Spotify. I do like the services they offer. I do like the streaming things. But, you know, they need to, they need to balance things off here. You know, pay a better well, you know, world. Thing. Exactly. And, and here's the thing, though. We're going to all have to get into the new model. But we have to remember that without the, the songwriter and without the music artist, irregardless sometimes, no offense, Jay, of the producer, but without the um, – well, I shouldn't say that because without the producer, there is no track. So without the – here's the song. Here's the component of the song, the lyrics, the voice, and the track. So without the songwriter for the lyrics, without the music artist to sing it, to self-express it into the world, without the producer to produce the track, to make sure that it's in keeping with it, okay, you don't have a song. Okay, now we've spent years trying to find the numeration for how to break down the distribution point between the songwriter, the music artist, and the producer. Because without these three, it's just, it's not happening. Okay? That's just the way it is. So now we have to share it with the, mu- the uh, music label. That, that's where it went for a long time. And then the artist would have to pay the money back to the music label that it, it received prior to the music being distributed. And then their royalties were taken away against what they owed if they didn't pay it back personally. A lot of artists didn't realize when they toured, when they you know, would take that limo to the event, the clothing that was given to them, and everything was going to be taken out. A lot of artists didn't know this. I just want to be an artist. So we got past all of that. It took years to get past all of that. Then we went through the copyright situation. And then we still came back to the artist, the songwriter, and the producer point. How many points? How many percentages? It, the industry was set up that there just wasn't enough distribution points. Now we're sharing it with streaming services. So now we have to acclimate to that, Jay. Now, with acclimating to that, we went to music is being streamed. Music is being streamed on the download services. Okay, fine. Went to that. You started receiving. You have to pay publishing, or they're paying publishing for you, and they're extracting a certain amount of money from your royalty. Then after that, now we're beyond that. Now, like you said, it's being coupled as packages to streaming services. Now we're beyond that. Now it's to a point, the only way, as you and I were talking about yesterday, is that people have to tour to generate income. Well, here's the problem with that. If you have to tour all the time, that wears down the body. Then you have to also be available for your, you know, uh, the, tour, the, the amount of endorsements for those tours and everything. You know, now, Jay, we're also talking about, you know, and this is where you have to rein in on this, Jay. Now they're talking about the other side of it. Two major announcements speaking about Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, I have to give her credit, she removed her entire catalog from Spotify. Now, it doesn't matter whether you or I are in agreement with that. It's that she has the courage to do that. 
And she said she's doing that on behalf of other artists. Okay, fine. We do that. But let's look at that. That's that. And then there's a new organization called The Mavericks who have brought together the top managers for all the top artists with people like Nicki Minaj, uh, people like uh, Alicia Keys, uh, Farrell, Madonna, all these top A-list acts. All right? Now, how is that going to really deal with the music artists and the music industry? How is these two huge announcements going to affect that? On top of that, we're being told now that people are trying to get away from technology, even though the same people who are trying to get away from technology are the same ones who pushed it forward because they realize it's all-consuming. Technology messes with the brain in such a way that it really affects it. So my question to you is, Jay, what are your thoughts on this? Like, you know, we've gone from that end to that end, distribution points, monetary distribution points. We now have a, like this top, of the line music management firm that is managing the top A-list artists. How is that going to affect our music industry as it trickles down to music artists who may not be well-known as everyone thinks? Let's look at Michael Franti, who is well-known to some degree, but not to everyone. He's also connected with the Global um, Citizens uh, Festival and so forth. What are your thoughts on all of this, Jay? These are just blanket statements, but this is where we are. Well, it's 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 it's, it's really, really, really a difficult situation when you have one company that monopolizes the whole industry. And I can't, it kind of takes me back where, where America we had Pacific Bell was all you know just everywhere. And they were the main company. You didn't have AT&T, you didn't have Sprint, you didn't have all these entities. I think at some point, some government or some or people need to step in and divide up Live Nation into parts to where people can be part of it. Because basically what, what's happening is you have this one entity. It's the only entity there. It owns all the, mostly 90% of all the venues or Live Nation venues. So you're kind of forced to deal with them. You know, you're kind of forced to deal with them. I don't think it's fair just to have one option. Um, and if they don't want you to be part of that, uh, of the company, or you are unable to be part of the company because you might, you know, it could be a lot of reasons. You might not be good enough, or you might not have the money, or the investors, or whatever. You won't be part of it. Um so right now, the music industry, the state of the music industry is in, is, is looking for a way out. Um, it's, it's, it's really hard because a lot of the major record companies are now, they're suffering. They can't figure it out. Um, in, the Internet is one thing where it was good. It was good when it was developed, but now it's kind of made everything automated. So now you don't need a lot of people to do things because, you know, you just, you know, Go to your internet, get on your, um, your Apple iPhone or whatever you have or your Android phone, and you can just do it yourself. So now you don't have to talk to operators. You don't have to talk to people. You don't have to have a lot of trucking companies. You don't have to go to the store, yes, or FedExpress or whatever agency can just deliver it to you. 
So you took a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of working parts out the game. So a lot of people aren't making money anymore. So the internet has caused a. On one hand, it's great. On the other hand, it's taken a lot of people out of the game, and, and not just the music business. The whole distributing, the whole distribution is kind of off right now. So it's really hard right now for any musician to become successful without having an outlet. The only outlet is Live Nation if you want to be a huge star, megastar. Now, it's not impossible, you know, to to make it. But right now, you have to use YouTube or things like that to get a buzz going. And maybe, hopefully, somebody will see you like a David Foster or, you know, a Quincy Jones or somebody like that to take you and hand deliver you to a major that might give you a chance. But the old way... They don't do anymore. Record companies do not develop artists, so they're not going to do you like uh, the Jackson Fives or the Osmonds. You're not going to get developed. You're going to have to do all of that yourself now. And then hopefully you'll be able to build your social campaign that will get you noticed, and hopefully somebody can walk you in. But the old way of doing things, hoping I make a demo tape and I'll send it to them, and then they're going to develop. That, those, that old school way is over. Um, I don't know where the Live Nation is going to take everybody, but right now it's almost like you have a big gate in front of you. And unless you are able to understand how to get through the gate and get past the Sentinel, you won't be able to, and it's not as easy as it was before. So the Internet has got some great things that happened, but then there's some things that it stopped. Uh, If you're not a major artist and you don't have a major situation going, you not have you don't have a lot of units sold. Live Nation will not pick you up because you can't generate a live audience. Well, exactly, and this is where this and 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 here's the thing. Where I would say I totally agree with you on one hand is another hand too. If each artist got together, Taylor Swift made a bold move with Spotify. Okay, now here's the thing that can work for or against her. Some other artists might look at her and say, I'm going to go and make that move as well. Making a bold, bold move like that says, I feel like I'm strong enough to stand on my own two feet and do this, okay? Yes, on one end, today's, um, it, gone are the days of making that demo and moving it forward. But there's the other side too, Jay. You can make, see, here's my thought, and this is an idea for the artists out there. You can make a bold move and make a demo and ask the crowd, which is the world, what do they think of your music, okay? You will not probably get the organic reach, and I say organic because this is where you have to know your technology. You may not get the organic reach you want. Uh, To some degree, people feel the organic reach is gone. It isn't. What's being made hard, and Jay, this, this this jumps over to social media for music artists too because there is the paid to get to your organic reach, and there's your organic reach. You have to know the ways around the organic reach, which is a lot of work, because social media um, behemoths like um, Facebook and, and Twitter and um, Pinterest and Instagram and Vine and all of these, you know, Vine is not even like the hot like it used to be. But let's, let's keep it on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, the main ones that we've known for a long time. Twitter is getting ready. They're they're rolling out some things to 
They have an algorithm where you don't really see some of the tweets, okay, in your in your news feed. Well, so is Facebook. Oh, God, Facebook is doing things with the personal timelines. So you can't even see. We're not talking about your pages, your business pages. If you're an artist and you have an artist page, well, you know, that is almost like they were just talking about it the other day. It's almost non-existent. You barely see anything happening. You've got to fight tooth and nail to get something on your um, business page. Yes, some people may see it, but you've got to tell them, when someone likes your page, there's so much you have to tell them to go through to see the feed from your page. Now that's happening with the feed from your own personal um, account. So with that said, a music artist now, even if you want to put something out organically for yourself, you've got to actually pay for it and hope that it's still going to be seen because Jay is the user, you and I, we have a choice whether we want to hear that artist's music via Facebook or anything else. So it's quite the challenge, you know. And so the question is, how do we move forward, you know, with that, if that makes any sense? How do we move forward with that, knowing that, yes, you could put a demo out, you could get the public to hear it, and, you know, all of a sudden it's great. I think what our music artists have been trying to do, and they finally just got to a place where they were doing that, is, look, my video on YouTube has gone viral, or viral to the point that you can look at me. Um, I'm in this PSA, or I'm in this endorsement, or I'm doing this with this movie. All of that is happening, okay? And what's still happening? Now we've got the social media getting ready to say, I'm charging you if you want to do this. YouTube is jumping on board. It's going to be that you either pay or don't pay. You don't pay is going to be hard as hell to go on to the is the results, excuse me, for saying hell on the radio. You're not going to be able to get what you want. Um, if you don't have the right representation, look at this this behemoth management company coming together with Live Nation. So if you don't have that together, you're kind of in trouble. You know, it's really, really, really interesting to see what is going to actually happen. Because right now it's open. And then we have our laws up for grabs here in the U.S. and abroad that are looking at clamping down on how the Internet is used, whether the Internet will be completely taxed just to use it. I mean, there's so much coming into play. This next year is going to be really interesting. And then we have uh, women in music that's coming together to to find more of a role. We have more women um DJs, more women producers. I mean, a lot happening and converging at one time. What's going to be interesting to see is when you have a lot happening and converging at one time, what is going to be the impact of that converge hitting at the same time? I think somewhere out there, there's a person who is managing all these aspects of it and kind of knows what those answers are. Your thought? Yeah. Um, it's it, is is um I think that we we don't know what's gonna happen but I can see that eventually if we don't break up and I hate to say it like this but it can't just be one entity that controls exactly. the music business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Absolutely. and what it is now it is it's basically that's what it is, Live Nation, because they own all the venues. They own, and so if you're going to go to Live Nation, they, and a lot of artists are signing with them, and then and then you got to think a lot of major 
uh, brands are siding with them, Walmart, uh, Target. Uh, and so now you have a monopoly, which corporate America is controlling everything. Um, it's, 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 it's not, it's supposed to, internet was supposed to help the independent labels, but now it's reversed kind of. You know, when it first started, I remember uh, Mr. Prince, he was, you know, hollering about the internet, he was selling stuff on the internet, but now it has changed. And um, it's uh, changed for the, for the cheaper, not for the better. Um, and I know, I remember Napster, you know, they, they were, everybody was so advocate, uh, advocating about getting Napster because it was downloading music for free. Now, it's a new menace now. It's now, well, it's not going to be for free. It's just not going to be as much. It's the same right. problem, but it's twisted. So hopefully, you know, uh, we can speak up as musicians and producers and, and artists. Uh, I'm really sad for a lot of my producers' friends. They were making a living, and they were making a lot of money per track, and maybe some of it was a lot too much, but now those same producers cannot demand enough to make uh, be producers because right now being a producer is you're not going to make what you used to make. Let's say, for instance, if you used to make, I'll give a figure. Let's say if you used to make, I know some producers that made almost $200,000 a track. Those same guys, now they're offering them $10,000 a track. Um, a lot of guys had to do different things, you know, have to reinvent themselves to do different things because they're not going to be able to get that because the music industry can't sell <laughs> a, a CD or an album or a download. It can't sell. It's not even. It's only one platinum album this year. And Taylor Swift, luckily we have her in the... It's not enough money for the producers to even work. So a lot of times now, uh, the younger guys, they can do it for a lot cheaper, you, you know. And it's just really, really rough right now for the music industry. I just I just hope that, you know, it turns around and um, people start actually realizing that they should buy these artists so they won't go extinct. If you like the music that you're hearing and you want to continue that, you must support those artists so well, that's, know, yeah, they can continue exactly. to craft. Someone said on Twitter yesterday, which was one of our former guests, uh, Elizabeth Traub, said on Twitter yesterday as she was watching the country music, she said, what would it be if we just got back to buying music and investing in it, each and every person? Hey, that would be the move, I would think. You know, it's it's um it's quite a difficult situation, you know. And and another thing too, you know, this is this is taking it back a little bit. You know, Japan, which is where you are, still consumes a lot of their music on C D. Yes. As you know. It's one and this is it's it, one exactly. And this is what I want to bring back since you're in there in Japan and we have a story on Japan about it's up fifty percent on internet use in Japan. Okay? People don't realize that, you know, one of the things your story said, um, Jay, in Japan was that it's neglecting health, it's neglecting your school chores, it's neglecting neglecting chores and everything. Audience members, we want you to please excuse our voices today as um, Jay and I both with the change of weather are dealing with allergies and so forth. So we may sound a little more hoarse than usual. I just wanted to put that out there. Um, one of the things, Jay, that's disturbing 
and I've often, you've heard me talk about this often, about technology versus everyday reading, okay? In the past three weeks, Jay, I have become guilty myself of literally staying on my phone, iPad, and MacBook Pro, literally, several hours a day on the Internet, feeling like I'm going to miss something. And I had to tear myself away. The great thing about this is, in dealing with this, is that I've grown up through the whole technology thing, so I can I can pull myself off, okay? But there are family members of mine that can't, all right? They're, you know, literally. The other day I left my phone, I thought I was going to have a heart attack, and that's when I said, enough. So if I'm doing this myself, just personally, and the people that we know, as an example, you're talking about Japan. It's even 10 times more here in the United States. 10 times more, Jay. You know, right. I mean, how are you when you're dealing with the same thing? Do you go through the same thing with we, your own Internet? Yes, we, we've become an addictive society to the Internet now. The Internet is our umbilical cord. We are becoming cyborgs. Um, it's a different kind of way. I remember um, the $6 million man had bionic parts. But now <laughs> our mind, yeah, our, now our mind, is, our mind is, is useless and everything is in our phone. Just think, they call them smartphones. Why do we need a smartphone? Hmm. Uh, I remember when, I remember when, we, when cell phones first came out, if you lost your cell phone, what we do? You buy another one. Now, if you lose your cell phone, you lose your whole life. A uh, person had lost at the Giants game. I had a friend, Gil. Um, uh, somebody lost their um, iPhone 6. So they were calling around, and they had a tracker on it. And my friend, he's an honest person. So he told them he would give them the phone back, and they were going to meet, meet him by the Willie McCovey statue, which is in the front of uh, uh, AT&T Park. Okay. Before he even got to the statue, Gil, they had already tracked him down and knew exactly where their phone was. He was even they told him they was going to meet him there, but they had found him before he even got to the statue. And then he was able to return. They were able to retrieve their phone and get it from him. Technology is that good to where even if he wanted well, to take the phone, he would have he would have got caught. Well, I'm, well, I'm going to tell you, so, it is that it is that good. And here's here's something else interesting about that, Jay. Uh, Android. Both Android and Apple have something on it that if you don't use that inner technology that the six had, there was something called Plan B that is still out. And Plan B is so scary that if you're on your email, okay, or your email anywhere, you have Plan B on your phone, even if it's turned off dead and unusable, okay? And this is where they were talking about Plan B actually can affect what even Apple has out now. It's an app that you put on your either your iPhone or your Android. And what Plan B does is your phone is dead in the water somewhere, everything. But there's a chip. There's a chip in the phone that we're not aware of that actually is, it could be dead. It could, that's why police, that they find an old phone, they are still able, if it's damaged or whatever, they can still go in and recover information because there's a small chip in there. And Plan B, what it does, goes in and it can tell you that if your phone is in the water dead somewhere, it can tell you still exactly 
where it is. That's exactly. that's very scary. Your phone is dead in the in the toilet or in the sewer or anything. It's uh, excuse my expression. They can actually tell you where it is. That's how strong technology has gotten. If you also notice one thing in reference to what you're saying, your friend that had his phone, I bet you he was literally losing his mind when he lost his phone, wasn't he? Yeah. That's where we yeah. go. Yeah. You, you, you lose your mind. And then the other thing, the guy who had the phone, girl, was scared to death because these people was tracking him. So he was afraid. But he's like, oh, my God, I'm going to give the phone back. You don't got, you know, you guys are following me around up here. Here, take it back, you know. So <laughs> um, it's really amazing. Uh, they were, he told me they were able to turn the phone on. He had turned it off, and they, they turned it back on remotely. So <laughs> it just tells you where we've gone. The, the smartphone has become gold. And, you know, people use them, and um, this is where we at. And as far as Japan is concerned with the Internet thing, I mean, these people work real hard over here. This Internet thing has become a problem. They have tradition and culture. They're wonderful people. Now they're paying attention to other things they would not necessarily about, I say, um, five. I mean, I mean, it's like one in five males from age 20 to 24 are addicted over here to the internet. Um, it's a health problem. Yeah, it's a health problem. <laughs> well, it's so, something that um, we, we really have to take a look at, and it's something that, you know, it's important. Um, you know, this this goes, this goes brings us right kind of into the education side, and this will be our last portion of the show, everyone. Um you know, the education side, everything we're talking about, Jay, affects children, okay? Literally everything we're talking about. This is why, you know, everyone is saying, let's give the child a phone and let them tell a story with their phone of what's going on at home and everything. Yes, I agree with that. But you've got to take the child away from the technology. You know, um, three of our, uh, our uh, ambassadors, Jay, as you know, um, are not allowed to, uh, even now at 14, 15, and 17, to be on technology all day. They interact with school band. They interact with music camp. They interact with soccer. You can't play soccer without using your feet on a team. teaches you teamwork. These things are so, so important, you know. And I just want our audience to be aware of just how important it is, you know. Um, so just wanted to put that in, you know, and, and the state of education. State of education with uh, music. A lot of young people think they can just go and become a music artist. They still think that and that they'll be rich. They have no idea how unrich they will be right now, especially the model that the entertainment industry is using, all right? Um, I would say film is coming up a lot better. But, you know, this is where we are. So I just, you know, want to segue into that with the Internet and how we have our kids sitting on the Internet rather than going to a library as well. So using both, going to a library and using the book at the library. You know what I mean? Literally using the books at the library so they can get a taste of 
You can't flip through that on your iPad. You cannot flip through that on your iPad. So it's just some thoughts I had. Anything you want to say about that, Jay? Hello? Well, I think we've lost Mr. Logan. Okay. Well, with that said, we are going to end our uh, episode here. Thank you for your time, everyone, and we look forward.